Hey, what is up, our friends? Hello, welcome back to another episode of season four. Behind, uh, the, behind scenes the scenes of, of our, our best days. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night. Yes, yeah, so wherever you're yeah. listening or watching from, my name is Miyama Juan. <laughs> and I am Arvin. Yes. Yeah. So anyways, well, hey, thank you so much for watching yeah. listening to our podcast yeah um season four it's really exciting yeah we kind of recorded this the summer of 2022 yeah and this summer you know we've said this in other podcasts there's been a lot of things going on from the victory youth conference sure we were fil filming a fall film festival yeah. we moved for the very first time in 40, 40. years yeah. we moved our victory conference we do this victory conference yeah. which at one point was seven days and seven nights yeah like we were yeah. trying to make some biblical thing Every day, all day. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it would be like Benny Hinn at a yeah. 3 p.m. Yeah. And you would fall asleep and then he would call you out and then slay you in the spirit. <laughs> and go back to sleep. And you'd go back to sleep. But and then he would throw his coat on uh, a section of the Maybe Center. <laughs> Guys, I'm not lying. It's real. I've seen I, it. I was there. Literally, the, if you do not know who Benny yeah. Hinn is, Benny Hinn is yeah. absolutely phenomenal man of God. Yeah. He did come a lot. Him yeah. and um, get ready, get ready, get ready, yeah. get ready. Bishop Jakes. Bishop Jakes. Petey Jakes. Um, Tim Story. All of these yeah. people growing up in these victory conferences, which yeah. were for 40 years yeah. in August. And and my mom and dad, when they started it, yeah. they always wanted to do it right before school. Right. So it was the most hectic time because you have parents getting kids ready for school. That's true. You have, uh, so victory has five entities. Mm. We have a college, a school, a camp. Dream a center. church and our dream center yeah well dream center is doing back to school stuff yeah our school is starting right our college is starting yeah and then the school's through, exploding yeah and so, so literally yeah. august is like our january yeah yeah and it was always we absolutely loved the conference but we i think we had a grace for it for a mm -hmm. long time sure and then I don't know if that grace lifted no, sure. or what yeah. but and we're actually going to talk about that later on absolutely. with individuals yeah but it was like we bumped it back to January 2023. Mm -hmm. um, in its place, we did a staff conference, mm -hmm. really focused on mental awesome. health. Yeah. What were some of the things? We were, uh, the theme was in the 90s, and so we yeah. all dressed like we were in the 90s, or one day I dressed like I was in my 90s. Which was funny. The joke did not work. <laughs> it bombed. You walked it? No, people laughed. Well, some did, but the way it bombed was so bad that it kind of warmed my heart. <laughs> the the radiation coming off of how bad it was no but. i was like yeah yeah we did a, a little skit yeah on the stage i was like it's 90s theme and you go yeah. oh i the thought decade not the, not not you have to dress up like you're 90 yeah, years yeah, old yeah, geriatric yeah, yeah but yeah. anyways <laughs> we had a lot of cool sessions as well um not only from our pastors pastor paul and ashley they did such a good job but there was uh, a gentleman from strength finders has anyone so ever cool. taken strength finders i'm asking a question yeah. that i'm expecting you guys yeah, to raise answer your back. hands if you're raise your <laughs> hands blink twice <laughs> they sent us a picture of their yes hands. no yeah if you haven't you should it was a very cool time i've still been reading through my profile the test i took and then uh we had a i think it was a clinical director from laureate yeah. Talking about anxiety. That was fascinating. It was much needed. Yeah, for sure. Just because it's yeah. like not really talked about a whole lot in the church. Sure. Or it's just not prioritized. Right. You know? Yeah, until and now. Until now. Yeah. So thank God. It thank was God. great. Yeah. And during that, the Strength Finders, his whole thing was, you know, operating 
in your strengths as an individual. That's mm -hmm. why I think if you yeah. guys have the opportunity or if yeah. you're like, I want to invest in myself. Absolutely. This is the behind the scenes of our best days. Th mm -hmm. that, this whole podcast is talking about the behind the scenes of what people see on yeah. social media as, yeah. okay, this is victory's best days. Yeah. But there is a behind the scenes. For sure. And it's not always pretty. For it's sure. it's not always exciting. It's yeah. mundane. It's yeah. painful. It's but it's reality. anything it's yeah, reality. Yeah, actual reality. But anything that's been around for over forty years, you know you're gonna have juicy stories, mm -hmm. idiotic people, <laughs> which me Raise your hands. Raise your <laughs> hands if you're an idiot. Come on. Yeah. Um and but through all of that, you're going to have a behind the scenes. And that's what this podcast really is. Yeah. But one of the things the Strength Finders guy said is, you know, <laughs> something that we have said about people is we said, people are messy. Yeah. Like people, like people Pure are messy. Ministry, you know that. Yeah. But one thing he said is he said, people aren't messy. They are just not done yet. Right. And that was such a restorative, like that made yeah. me feel good. It's an exhale. It's, like, it's an exhale. Oh, wow. People okay. aren't messy. They're just yeah. not done yet. Yeah. And um, anyways, but so it was really great. Mm -hmm. And we're also in the pre-production of Christmas. Anyways, all yeah. of this is happening in Christmas 2022. Yeah. <clears throat> now, behind the scenes of all of this, this summer, June, July, and August, the entity of victory that has these five things, mm -hmm. five branches, mm -hmm. We hired more people this summer, the mm -hmm. summer of 2022, than we've had in about 10 or 11 years. Incredible. And so now here's the thing. When you hire all of these new people, you had other people who left for various reasons, mm -hmm. you know, but when you hire all these new people on, you have to make sure they understand the culture. Right, right. Even if they're great people, sure. there are great people. If, if those of you who are listening, mm -hmm. if you work for a church or an organization, you know mm -hmm. the culture of it. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't have a great one or if it has a good one, mm -hmm. you, you can tell. You can tell the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. For us here in the Midwest, we have a place called Quick Trip. Sure. And Quick Trip Love is it. excellent. Yeah. When you walk in, they're always going to engage with you. They yeah. always look clean. Yeah. Uh, it's always like... There are stores that are nice. I'm not going to name it, but let's sure. just, for lack of a better term, Casey's. Sure. Um, yeah. Anyways, yeah. and it's awful. Right. Like, the store is nice, but it's a hit and miss with the people that work there. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. and I don't mean to throw them under the bus, but I sure. just did. Yeah. So yeah. I guess, Casey's, you can <laughs> fire me or sue me or something. I'm sure they'd actually like to hear that at corporate. Yeah, so Casey's. corporate Casey's, <laughs> check your people. Yeah. Yeah. But I know they're not messy. They need to have staff days. Yeah, they need to have staff days. <laughs> I know they're not messy. They're just not yeah. done yet. But they... <laughs> the <laughs> hot dogs on the rollers. Sorry. <laughs> no, honestly, yeah. I went in there to, just to get... This is an odd thing. Sure. But the one thing I enjoy is a boiled egg. Yeah. I know. Odd. Fair. It's weird. That's fair. Um, but quick trip, they have them packaged. Yeah. Tell me why at Casey's. <laughs> Tell me why. Tell me why oh, gosh. they were not packaged just sitting there? and just sitting out Interesting. like on a hot dog roller. <laughs> Rolling boiled eggs. I go, I go, ha! It was, it was 5 a.m. I go, ha! And I point. And I go, what's that? And she goes, boiled eggs. She goes, what does it look like? And I go, I understand, but they're rolling on a hot dog roller. And she just goes, so do you want one? Yeah. And I go, no and she goes okay and i was like just give me some a leave and i just <laughs> yeah. took some of anyways but, <laughs> she points 
at another roller. <laughs> another roller, <laughs> and it's a leave in a hot dog roller. <laughs> and I go, wait, do you guys package anything in here? Uh, anyways. That's okay, funny. dumb, dumb, dumb. All right, but that was funny. But you enjoyed it. But you enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> the point is, is that you have to, when you're hiring all these people, yeah. you have to, uh, they have to understand the culture. Sure. And people are kind of wondering, uh-huh. are they allowed to be them full selves? Right, right. At this place, specifically at a church. Sure. If you're working at a church, yeah. and we have the branches of these five entities, we've hired all these teachers and college professors and and pastors and, and other people, mm-hmm. whether they were members or whatever before, mm-hmm. they've gone mm-hmm. through our Victory Way, our growth track, mm-hmm. so they kind of got like a, a steroid injection of victory. So yeah. they're like, okay, I'm caught up to speed, but I still don't know, can I be me? Mm, yeah. Does that make sense? 100%. Like 100% me. Yeah. Um, You know... And I feel like staff days enabled that and helped that. Mm-hmm. So this is what we kind of wanted to talk about today. And it's going to open up is that when it comes to staffing, those of you who are looking for someone to, to hire are people that are on mm-hmm. the people that are on staff, the behind the scenes of it yeah. is so unique um, because for us, for mm-hmm. here, not only is we we have a like for instance people will see something on instagram they'll see something on victory young adults Mm -hmm. they'll see something on victory youth they'll see something on victory worship or on the you which is our creative account or they'll see something Mm -hmm. on victory tulsa and they'll go that is what working for victory is like and so they'll come in and they will say i'm so excited to work for the you which Mm -hmm. is our creative department and my first question is: uh, We have Zach Bernatsky, who's mm. our creative director. He makes sure that they are that they understand something more than Windows ninety six, right? Like, yeah. he, he has to make sure that they yeah. are technologically right there. Yes, but then I ask the question: Do you feel called to have Pastor Paul and Pastor Ashley as your pastor? Right, and they're like, "Oh, I." This has been a lot. This has been over half meetings. Yeah, people go, "Oh." I haven't really thought about that. Right. I just wanted to work for this creative department. And I go, right. Mm -hmm. Do you feel called? Yeah. And I and I tell them, it's okay if you don't. Mm -hmm. It's just this won't work out for you. Sure. One thing that we've talked about this is one thing that Ashley Doherty said, whatever you manipulate, you have to maintain. Mm, So if I manipulate this this interview Mm -hmm. and I tell them, Hey, it's going to be Liddy city. It's Mm -hmm. going to be cool. You're going to get to do creative stuff and you don't have to come to church. You actually get to work through church. Mm -hmm. You don't have to sit in, you don't have to tithe. Yeah. Then I have to maintain that. That's right. But right off the bat, I ask people, do you feel called to tithe? Mm. Do you know what tithing is? Right. So I ask those hard questions in interviews. When do you remember when you started asking them? When I sat in an interview with my grandma. Ah. So my grandma is 97 years old. Yeah. She's on staff. That's right. She works 40 hours a week. She's awesome. And yeah, and she signs checks. She kind of works with the accounting department, but Mm -hmm. she also is the last step of the interview process. Mm -hmm. That's right. And she's kind of the old guard. Mm -hmm. And she always has to make sure she she's like, John, people don't know what they're signing up for. Victory is kind of a unique animal. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know things, mm-hmm. then you can't be upset when people act out. Sure. And she goes, so I always tell people, are you filled with the Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. Now, some of you listening to this, you may not be filled with the Holy Spirit. Some of you may not even believe in the Holy Spirit. Sure. That's okay. Right. At victory, though, because yeah. everyone has their thing, yeah. right? Like yeah. quick trip, it's tuck in your shirts, 
be neatly groomed. Sure. That's their th- that's yeah. their they have culture. They have that's their are you filled with the Holy Spirit? Right. Right? Right, right, right. Okay, so everyone has that thing. Of course. But you gotta ask that question straight up. Yeah. Cause that's like those are convictions and yeah. core values that we don't move away from. Right. It doesn't matter how trendy we are or trendy you see stuff, that's gonna be our anchor. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna ask, have have you received the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And if someone says no, mm-hmm. my grandma then says, would you like to receive the Holy Spirit? Right. And if and she goes, or would you be open to it? Now, people who say, well, I would be open to it. I just, I just don't know. Sure. She gives them reading and she goes, I'm going to yeah. check in with you yeah. in about six weeks. Right. And so they're hired. Like you don't have to speak in yeah. tongues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she checks in with them. Sure. After six weeks. And she asks them, have they read? Yeah. But right then and there, she has led people in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Right there in her office with Werther's candy yeah. on the front. Love it. Right? Yeah, butterscotch. With the, yeah, with butterscotch. <laughs> I love it. And you can smell the Rinzuit, um, the the aroma floral <laughs> yeah. spray. Yeah, yeah. And she's got her little potpourri, and she goes, all right, yeah. we're going to receive the baptism. And if people go, I would like to receive it, she leads them in the baptism of the Holy Spirit right there. Because she, she says... If you work for victory and you don't understand the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you don't understand the guiding of the Holy Spirit. Right. And if you don't understand the guiding of the Holy Spirit, you will get upset when we stay open during COVID. Mm-hmm. Right. Pastor Paul felt from the Holy Spirit, we were to do rooftop church services. Yeah. And he said, I felt it from the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Now, that is ground that not everyone is cool with. And sure. we're okay with it. You don't have to work here. That's right. But we at least got to tell you up front. Yeah, if we're going to hold you accountable to it If we're going to hold later, you accountable to it. You should know. And so that was the one thing that Grand Grand, she would say. She would go, John, when your dad gets up and he says, we're going to purchase land. Yeah. And it's a pecan orchard. Right. And it's, you know, like six acres. People don't know that we're planning on building something there. Mm-hmm. But he is going to stand up and he's going to say, hey, our tithes and offerings are going to go towards buying land. Mm-hmm. People, Some people scratch their heads. But that is if you don't understand the leading and the guiding of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So that's the first thing. And it kind of helps weed things out. We're not weeding out wrong people. Sure. We're weeding out people that may not fit in with victory culture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all of this happens in the interview process. So this this summer we had all of that. Right. We had those questions, and not only are you called, not only not only do you feel called to victory. We, another question as I ask is, I say, why victory? Mm-hmm. And if someone is like, uh, well, I just I need a job. I need a job, yeah. I go okay. If there's another person that I'm interviewing, uh-huh. and they say, you know. I can't explain it or whatever. I yeah. just feel called. I've been sitting in church service. Yeah. I feel called to work here. Mm-hmm. If they feel a sense of a destiny pull, yeah, a, a tugging on those heartstrings to be here, even if they can't explain it, if they feel that there is an exterior force besides them that is pulling them to be here, mm-hmm. then I will always pick that individual. Sure over the person who's just looking for a paycheck right. because I know that individual can be pulled through hard times yeah. because I'm always going to go back to, now, wait a second, mm-hmm. you said you were called here. right? So when people leave, I go, now, did the calling lift? Hmm. So on exit interviews, sure. I go, did the calling lift? Right. Because if it didn't, yeah, then what's are going you? On? Yeah, what's going yeah, on? Wow. Are you leaving because you're butt hurt? Mm-hmm. Um, wow. And if you are butt hurt, that's fine. Let's talk about that. Let's yeah. talk about it. Sure. You know, we're not shut down to now things may not change, 
but we want to like whatever you're hurt over or offended over but we got to know that yeah. way we can be better right so anyways so it's just a unique behind the scenes look into hiring for a ministry because at the end of the day this is a ministry yeah it's also a business that's right and we have to be stewards of people that bring their kids here um in the school or that drop off their young adults in the college or we have to be stewards over tithes and offerings mm -hmm. and and all of this stuff and we also have to be stewards of our job descriptions like what does it say on my job description mm -hmm. and so um which leads to this next thing about okay once we know that you're called to victory mm -hmm. in this hiring process because um, and the only reason why we're talking about this on today's podcast is some of you are in leadership positions where you're hiring people yeah. and you may be hiring people because they're your friends mm. you don't hire friends you hire people that are called to your vision right because if you hire friends you're going to um try to ease away from hard conversations yeah yeah now that's why i hired someone i hated i hate arvin <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sworn enemies. No. For decades. No, no, no. no but sure. it, it worked out because Arvin had a heart that felt called here. Yeah. And there were things that throughout these last few years, yeah. we're even sitting here with one of our producers, Taranzo. I All three of us have been through things to where we have to go back to, wait, yeah. are we called here? Right. And until that calling lifts... I got to be all in for sure, you know? Yeah. And even if you don't agree always with, um, disagreement is fine. Mm -hmm. Disrespect isn't right. Does yeah. that make sense? Absolutely. Disagreement is fine. Mm -hmm. Disrespect is not. Mm -hmm. I, I will always be, I will always admire. I, I work with athletes. I will always admire athletes that don't like their coach, mm -hmm. but they respect them. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Because they know that it's not about, them and the coach being best friends it's about winning a championship yeah they have this end goal in mind mm -hmm. and they're like the only way we can win is if there's a mutual respect mm -hmm. even if there's disagreements right. right so anyways okay so now we're moving on to all right you're called to victory but are you called to your position on the bus yeah there are some people that have got off the bus and that's okay. And that's okay because we believe God does not downgrade for victory, sure. and God will not downgrade with the people that got off the bus. Yeah. God has got beautiful things in store for those people Absolutely. that left. But we are still moving forward, and so Arvin, break it down on, and and maybe yeah. you have a story sure. of of something of people they feel called to victory, but maybe not their spot on the bus. Yeah, so. I'll start with this. It's always fascinated me that of all the different, and this sounds like it doesn't connect. I promise it does. No, I love it. Um, Go. It always fascinated me that of all the different possible vices and potential distractions from the life God has for a person, Jesus boils it down in the Gospels too. He goes, you cannot serve both God and money. He mm. boils it down to those two things. And it's misleading if you don't read it in context. But I always was intrigued by that. But it, it sh showcased best in this uh, topic because uh, most people, the way the world works is the thing that determines what you end up doing is uh, like what's going to pay your bills. Mm. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's yeah, a great you need feedback. To. You, like, okay, yeah. this job will pay my bills. This job will not pay my bills. I probably should go with the one that does pay my bills. And that's fine. What happens when you start entering phrases like calling and uh, the will of God and the, the desire God of God. Yeah, when you start going that route, it heightens the 
stakes. It's not just like, oh, I'm supposed, you know, I'm pretty good at doing this. Or are you called to victory? Uh, and so victory is a unique place because it's not some place where it's like, well, I just need a job. Um, yeah, it won't work out for exactly. you. Exactly. And then the other part of it is when you, if you're only considering money or the ease and pace of your life, which is the whatever, that's just how the world operates. People want big positions with a lot of money and big titles so that their life can be fun and easy and they can yeah. feel like they're worthy of love. And that's not bad. It just may not be fulfilling. Right. And the <laughs> central core of that is going to be money. Mm. Whereas on the other side, when you're like, well, the central reason I'm here is that God has called me, that creates a whole lot of room for a gap between the specific work you're doing okay. and the specific gift you have. Okay. So when you when you're trying to serve just for money, if you're smart, you go, I want to make money using my gifts. But when you have calling from God, you're going, God will develop the gifts I have using different types of things. So you brought up when I got hired on. I didn't get hired to come do productions. No, talk about what you got hired right, to do. Right. So I in my early 20s, I was like, oh, I would love to work at a place like Victory because I was one of those people who saw everything on social media and I saw the best days the best and I days. was like, I want to live my life in the best days. That's what I want for me. Um and then I would apply and I I wasn't being hired at the time. And so I'm working in other areas developing those things. And then when I was hired, there was a shift in uh, my personal life that happened first and then somehow got open doors that honestly I wasn't even knocking on. I started in the audio video department and what uh, were you doing specifically? I was asked to come in and learn how to do uh, Pastor Paul's sermon notes, which is a uh, he is he's so dedicated to the craft of sermon preaching that he over prepares. He <laughs> How has many so pages? Many, I mean, uh, average twelve to fifteen at the time. I think it's a little less now, but nevertheless, I mean, and he has every right to do it because yeah. he is so he wants the word of God to emanate out from what he's saying. Yeah. So I respect that. I had a lot of respect for it then. I still do now. But yeah, it was an intense time of making sure the notes are good, the slides are good, that there's excellence involved with all of it because of the goal of there. Now, I am not uh, a big tech person. So I was trained on how to use the technology. A person who operates with the different mindset could say, well, I'm called to I want to do this with my life. I don't want to be behind a computer screen doing this and this and this. That was never a conversation for me. I never questioned like, uh, is this the right way for me to go about it? Is this what it really does is having a God centric perspective of your calling, career, what, relationship, just the way your life is going to go. It will give you a relief from pressure mm. to I need the job that I get to line up with what I perceive as the end dream for my life. I had that perspective. I turned down jobs out of college. And I was like, I'm not going to accept a job that isn't the exact thing I want to do in my destiny. And it was really foolish of me, but I'm glad I learned that lesson. Wait, hopefully, is there any young adults listening? If there are, yeah. <clears throat> or is it just like my mom? My <laughs> mom is the my, only subscriber. Our moms, yeah. our moms are just like, good job, John and my mom's like, where are the But if there's any young adults listening yeah, to Arvin. big time. It's relief from the pressure of, okay, maybe you're saying I'm called to preach. I'm called to do this. I'm called to do that. Whatever. Sure, whatever you want to be. Uh, God will develop some things that you need in order to do that someday that you don't even know you'll need at the time. Like mm. when I'm a younger person saying, oh, I want to I want to write films and I want to write scripts someday. He's developing the skill of working quickly 
in me making Pastor Paul's sermon notes. So I'm typing the slides and I'm working quickly because while I'm doing that, I have to be able to multitask. I have to be able to be having, uh, he'd be sending me like a picture that he wants to put up in his sermon while worship is happening and I'm doing the lyrics while I'm creating the slides. Four or five things are happening at once. And it happened in a pressured environment where it was like, you're doing this three services a weekend, four services a week. You're doing it during all staff. You're doing it here, here, here. I got to the point where that muscle in me was super strong. And then I could do it without thinking. Yeah. And then I remember when Dino Rizzo, who is at, what church is he at? Highlands? Uh, I think he's part of the Ark Churches and then Church of the Highlands. Yeah. Whenever he came and uh, he gave Arvin his notes afterwards, he was like, this guy preached, did my sermon better than I did. As he was like looking, he's like, what's his name? And I was like, his name is Arvin. Yeah. And he was like, that dude is going to be a future pastor. <laughs> and I was like, I need to hire him. That's right. Before and he becomes a pastor. A <laughs> but what's interesting is now in the role I get to serve in that I currently have, multitasking is every day, all day. Yeah. There are, uh, we were just filming the fall film out of town. And so where were we at? We went to California. We were filming in Cayucas, north of Los Angeles, like between LA and San Francisco. We found such favor in finding deals that we could film affordably in those places. And then we went to, actually went to Las Vegas and filmed in Vegas, Vegas. where Toronto is from. We were talking about this. Tiggity Toronto is from the Sin City. That's right. But he is the angel in the They're part of the the saving it all. But we were there to film because we're doing a story that involves involves those themes and um so my day-to-day is you acted i acted in it (laughs) then you got everyone's meals i was catering i was uh car rental uh and then on the beach you were uh maintaining focus i'm doing audio i'm helping folk all of this stuff and and it doesn't bother me now if you ask an 18 year old arvin and this is where i'll wrap up this story but if you ask an 18 year old Arvin, hey, you want to write scripts and, and help make productions, right? I go, yeah, absolutely. And you ask him, do you think you'll have to multitask? I would at 18 or even 21 or even 23, I'd probably say, I don't think so. I'm sure there are people in each job. There's probably someone who does catering and there's probably someone who does this. And it's like, well, yeah, sure. But between now and the day that every single role has its own salaried position yeah you're gonna have to be able to do that and the goodness of god is that he'll prepare you in private so your failure is not as humiliating as it would be on that if we were in las vegas and i'm failing it four out of the five because i'm acting in it yeah then it's really costly not only to the production but to my my well-being yeah so what i'm trying to say is the the god-centric approach to calling will absolutely it will demand that you often take roles that you're not dreaming of right so that you can develop the muscles you'll need when you are in the role you're dreaming of. absolutely and that's Before, where most people that's quit. so good yeah that's so good and if you think about it the story of joseph he had to tell story he had to he had to, to um he had to reveal people's dreams yeah. in the prison mm-hmm. before he could reveal people's dreams in the palace. Exactly. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So he did what he was doing on a smaller scale yeah. before being in front of the king. Exactly. And there was times where he probably questioned, was I forgotten? Right, right, right. But there's always, heaven's mind is always on you. If mm-hmm. you're listening, mm-hmm. heaven's mind is on you. Yeah. But you're also 
in heaven's time. Mm-hmm. Heaven has a timing that is not your timing. Right. And one thing that um, Arvin talked about in season two of Behind the Scenes of our Best Days podcast, he talked about um, secret deadlines mm-hmm. of removing those secret sure. deadlines are deadlines that you put by this time i'm going to be in my dream home by this time i'm going to be married by this time i'm going to be in my and what happens when those deadlines come and mm-hmm. you're not there mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that you failed it just means you have to release those secret deadlines sure. and surrender them to god and that's where living with faith comes into practice yeah and so it really does put your faith to test um, if you decide to be someone of the Bible, like mm-hmm. I know there's people here who listen and watch that don't read the Bible. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Uh, we love you. We're grateful that you're listening. Yeah, thanks for watching. Yeah, thanks for watching. But if you are someone who says, I live my life by the Bible, you have to accept the fact that there will be things and places and seasons that you are in yeah. that you can't explain in the natural mm-hmm. of something that's happening in the supernatural. Yeah. There's some so supernatural thing is that calling. Mm-hmm. So maybe you're called to victory. This was going back to those interviews. You're mm-hmm. called to victory. Sure. Are you called to your specific seat on the bus? So mm-hmm. for that time, Arvin was running slides mm-hmm. in our service. Yeah. And he was upstairs in a second floor in a dark room where no one could see him. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also kind of like we have individuals that say, I feel called to victory. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel called to be an admin. Right. I don't feel called to do check recs and POs. Wow, right. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it, and, and I, well, let's use this allegory. For those of you who know football, there's this individual mm-hmm. who's pretty good. His name is Tom Brady. Right. Have you heard of him? Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Tom Brady is the GOAT, what they call this incredible quarterback. Yeah. He played for the Patriots, now plays for the Buccaneers. But whenever he played for the Patriots, they had year after year after year where they won the Super Bowl. They were incredible. Ah, They were a dynasty. Rings, they were incredible. And he is and possibly may still be, and I know it's up for debate, all of you people who are like, really, you push your glasses up and you're like, I know football. Okay. (laughs) He is is the best quarterback. Yeah. He's the best quarterback. Yes. You can argue other people, Patrick Mahomes, and I'm like, at the end of the day, none of them got the hardware. Right, right. Rings speak. Yeah. Okay? Hardware speaks. Championship speaks. Yeah. He's a great leader for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay? So... Imagine if Tom Brady, who was the quarterback, yeah. they put him for the last eight years, he be, he was trying to play left guard on the offensive line. There would be no rings right? because he is on the team. He's not in the right position. right? So there are some people um, or, you know, there's someone on the, um, you know, before Tom Brady, there is this. There was this team, the Indianapolis Colts, and they were kind of the team before the the Patriots. Mm-hmm. They had this quarterback, and he talks like this. He's on progressive commercials. Yeah, What's yeah. his name? Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. <laughs> Guys, Peyton Manning, get out of here, okay? Yeah. Peyton, if you're watching... I let just, us know. <laughs> yeah, let us know, number one. Number two, yeah. I just don't like you as a person, <laughs> but um, I think you're a great football player. Anyways... Okay, um, but Peyton Manning, he was and he was an incredible quarterback. Yeah, there was a guy on the line. His name was Jeff Saturday. He was the center. The center is in football who hikes the football. Yeah. Now, what's crazy is that him and Peyton Manning would get in knockdown, dragout fights in the huddle. Wow, I didn't know this. Oh yeah, 
It's very cool. Jeff Saturday was a lineman. His job is to block for the quarterback. He'll never score a touchdown, Mm -hmm. but his job is to block. Right. He'll never have his name in the paper. Mm -hmm. His job is to block. Yeah. They won multiple Super Bowls Mm. with him at center and Peyton Manning at quarterback. And there is a whole really cool special on ESPN about their relationship, how they would always get in fights. But at the end of the day, they loved each other. Yeah. And I just copy and paste that into the church world. Yeah. Some of you, your job is to block. Yeah. It's not to be the quarterback. Right. Right. One thing I felt called, I and I will use the term called. Mm-hmm. I felt called to block for my brother. Mm-hmm. My brother is Paul Doherty. Mm-hmm. He's the pastor. Mm-hmm. I feel called to block for him. Yeah. Now, does that mean running down the hallways and decking ladies? No. No. <laughs> I mean, just nine shouldering. days out of ten. That's <laughs> not the case. Yeah. <laughs> What I mean is, I want to push things forward. Yeah. I don't want to be the right. pastor. That right. is where Paul, like, in order for this thing, when I say yeah. this thing, victory, mm-hmm. to move forward, you need linemen. You mm-hmm. need people who will block. You need people who will say, yeah. this is what I'm supposed to do. I don't got to score the touchdowns. The linemen are actually called yeah. in the trenches. Right. That's, what the, that's, the, that's the term. The term yeah. is in the trenches. They're called unsung heroes. Mm -hmm. And some of you are lead blocking. And I will say this, heaven's eyes are on you. Mm -hmm. What you are doing, Mm -hmm. God sees. And that is the most fulfilling thing. And so I want to give a shout out to all of my linemen Mm -hmm. who are working for For ministries, who are lead blocking for their pastors, for their worship leaders. Because God sees you. In a world full of David's Someone needs to be a Jonathan. Mm, yeah. Not everyone feels called to be a Jonathan. No, really. Yeah. All right. A lot of dudes want to be David. Sure. A lot of women want to sure. be David. Sure. But God needs Jonathans. Right. For that story to to advance. Totally. So, um, and and so as we as we are kind of coming to a close, I remember in this interview process, you know, uh, I. I've done so many interviews, me learning from Grand Grand in that. Mm-hmm. I, I now have learned several hard questions that I want to ask right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And I've done interviews for the school, for the college, yeah. and for the ministry. And it's just unique seeing unique personalities. And I love meeting people that are coming in for a job and they know nothing about victory. You don't right. have to know anything about victory to work yeah. here. Yeah, You just have to be open. Right. Right? Yeah. Some people are like, yeah. And so anyways... This certain person in this interview was like, hey, I'm interviewing for a worship pastor mm-hmm. position. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. let's let's meet and connect. They were wanting to be with our youth. And um, they were like, well, honestly, you know, this thing did not work out on The Voice. Um, the Voice, like the TV, the TV show. show. Sure. And then they're like, so mm-hmm. I feel like God has called me to worship. And I was like, did God call you to worship because you were not good on the voice and then they're like well of course i want to be in la and and then they're and i go okay so talk to me about whenever you think of worship what do you think of and then they're like honestly and they went they started going through their practices and rehearsals they're like practice has to start at this time rehearsals have to be at this time mm. and all of that is good sure you know yeah and then i was like okay how do you raise up um, other students, young students, to be worship leaders. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, well, I, I don't know if there will be a whole lot of room for students on the stage just because we want to be good. Um, students usually aren't that good. And I was like, okay, mm. well, 
this role on the job description, you have to raise up, yeah, worship people, yeah. And then they're like, okay, I mean, I can give it my best try, <laughs> you know. I my gifting, my gifting is more so um, my voice. Can I sing for you? And they started singing for yeah. me. And then they're like, and uh, they sang, <laughs> they sang um, a Kesha song. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Same song from The Voice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they sang a Kesha song, and it was slowed down. And it was was a uh, waking up feeling like oh, P. Diddy. Wow. Don't stop making rock. But it was like, don't stop making rock. <laughs> like, it was a slowed down Kesha and song. just writing notes. <laughs> and I am like wanting to eat my fingers yeah. because this person is going hard on a Kesha song in a worship interview. Yeah. Nice. And I was like, okay, I love Kesha. Yeah. Um, all right. And I was just kind of like, have you ever been to one of our services? Um, and then they're like, oh, no, I haven't. I was like, okay, well, why don't you come? Mm-hmm. And and then afterwards, we'll talk about what are some things you picked up on. Yeah. Anyways, they came to the service. But afterwards, they were like, yeah, I, I don't think this is my vibe. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, and that's okay. Yeah. I wanted you. So instead of me just turning them down flat, sure. I wanted them to experience. Yeah. And so sometimes if you're looking to hire, yeah. it would sometimes be nice is if people you can, what, what I've realized is people are open to an ex, to a, an experience of something. So maybe you ask someone who you're interviewing to come to an experience of something. That way they kind of see the mm-hmm. culture mm-hmm. of what you're doing. Um, anyways, but I just thought it was funny. I yeah. have so many unique, funny sure. interview stories that are uh, very cringy. But anyways, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's just the reality of, of doing not just ministry, but anything, any uh, achievement, any goal. Yeah, people who are needing to be Jonathans. I think of uh, I I know a, a young lady who um, she had studied and gotten her MBA and wanted to be in the business world and had all these ambitions to do excellence in the professional career world. And then when she became a mom, she was like, actually, I feel this desire to to lean into this. I want to be a really good mom. Yeah. And she did that for nine years and and has been raising two kids. And it was interesting for me because um, I know her through my brother-in-law and I'm talking to them and having dinner with them and all this stuff. And I'm like, um, so how do you reconcile like your calling you felt like was in this area and now you're you're raising these kids and she, and she was like I feel like I'm still operating in my calling because the level of excellence and expertise I was bringing to the corporate world I'm now bringing to their lives wow I'm bringing it to their emotional stability I'm bringing it to their health and I was like that's amazing because I mean, realistically the world runs on moms yeah and um, and what was wild to me was a, the dream job she had in mind that whole time was actually waiting for her on the tail end of that. So when her oh. kids ended up going to school, uh, it happened anyway. You know what is is unique, and I this is an observation is that sometimes dudes kind of have get stuck in a mm-hmm. in a routine, sure, you know, and yeah. then they have their midlife crisis. They sure. buy the they buy the car, sure, they dye their hair blonde, yeah, um, <laughs> which is literally me. Um, <laughs> And, and, you know, and then they have this resurgence where they have to reinvigorate their life. And then, you know, uh, ladies, there is a similar thing. It's like a post, postmortem, postpartum, postpartum, postpartum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part, pardon me, lady. Um, 
But postpartum, after they have those those kids, you know, sometimes there's unique emotions involved. But there's also a resurgence of once the kids get older and they're no longer yeah. in um, in in the demand of where they they will always need their mom. Yeah. But maybe not to the extent of the, as they did before they had cars and stuff. Yeah. The mom is able to dream again. Yeah. And there are some people, mm-hmm. men and women alike, that are listening to For this, sure. watching this. Yeah. And you have probably put some dreams on the shelf. Mm-hmm. And I want to encourage you, like... Hey, dust them back off. There's sure. a reason why you were yeah. passionate about it. Yeah. Whether it was as a 17-year-old right. or 25-year-old. And it goes back to that faith. Like doing what you really in love, what, what you really love doing. Mm-hmm. If, if you weren't paid for it, mm-hmm. you would still do it. Right. One of those types right. of things, that I you will you will definitely find more purpose and happiness within that um, that route of you know later on in life you know for, for me in this season of my life i stepped back into coaching mm-hmm. i hadn't i haven't coached in 10 years mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then it just kind of resurfaced right and then all of a sudden i got vision for the thing that resurfaced yeah and i'm encouraging those of you who are listening watching to get vision for those things that maybe are resurfacing mm-hmm. uh and once you begin doing them mm-hmm. the vision starts to grow yeah so anyways, but hey, we wanted yeah, to say thanks. thank you for tuning in to Behind the Scenes of Our Best Days yes, podcast. Four. We love you. Season four. Tell your friends and family about it and let us know what you think on the yeah, YouTube. We'd love to see that. Thanks, right. guys. See you next episode. Much love. Much love.